0: Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hoag. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for a new video. Today I'm joined by fellow YouTuber and uh, Etsy seller, Kate Hayes. Kate, thanks for being here.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: So today you are the uh, Etsy expert for sure. And uh, before we talk Etsy real quick, uh, check out Kate's YouTube channel. She also recently passed 100,000 subscribers. So congrats.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Super excited. Check that out.
0: It linked at the top of the description. And uh, Kate, I wanted to ask you first and foremost about digital products, because I'm intrigued by the prospect of making money selling on Etsy with digital products, but I'm struggling to hit anywhere close to your numbers.
1: Yeah, I think that digital products is a great place to start. If you, you know, I talk to so many people that are wanting to earn passive income, they're wanting to be able to, you know, bring in more revenue without having to work hours upon hours, you know, with all the other things they have going on in their life. Um, I work with a lot of uh, young moms who maybe have kids or are working a whole another full-time job and it's just not realistic to try to add more hours upon hours. So passive income is the name of the game, I feel like, when it comes to that. And especially on Etsy, digital products and print-on-demand products, anything that can bring in passive income, which means that you're you know, creating something one time and listing it on a marketplace like Etsy. And then w- that's all the work that you do, basically, is the creation of the product one time, the listing of the product. And beyond that, it's making sales and bringing you in revenue that really is passive at that point. So I think that um, that's why people are so interested in print-on-demand and digital products because Etsy is a great place to do that. People are going on, there looking for all different types of digital products. So I always encourage people if they're wanting to look into passive income, you know, there's tons of different ways, which you cover a lot on your channel, Ryan, but there's um, a great potential for that on Etsy for sure.
0: Yeah, so when it comes to, I guess like starting an Etsy shop. What did, if someone's just starting, like watching this um, this interview? Even though we both talked a lot about Etsy on uh, both of our channels, there's I'm sure there's still people that are kind of lurkers, right? They're, they're always yeah. consuming more information, but probably haven't dipped their toes in yet. Do you have any tips yeah. for people that are looking to get started? Maybe even with regards <laughs> to like what type of product should they start with? Like should they even should they do print on demand? Should they list a T-shirt? Should they try a different yeah. product?
1: Well, it's such a hard thing. You know, everybody says niche down, niche down, like figure out a specific category. And that's so true. You know, to go anywhere, you really have to be able to pinpoint something specific to focus on because the options can really be endless, right? I mean, you could just go so many different directions. And a lot of times that can be really overwhelming when you're first starting and you're looking at all the different possibilities and opportunities for different types of products and niches. But I would say try to niche down on something that number one, you're interested in and you're passionate about. Because if you're starting to make something that you're not really interested in at all, just for the money, you're going to burn out really fast. So What's something that you're interested in that you could see yourself really enjoying the creation process of? But also, I mean, that's not really enough in and of itself. You have to tie that along with doing some what I call trend research, product analysis. If you decide Etsy is the marketplace you want to sell on specifically for Etsy and look at what is currently selling really well on the platform because, you know, there are things that do sell really well that are in high demand and there's things that are not. And so you have to do a little bit of research and figure out, is there a product type that could tie both together that I'm really interested in that I feel like I would enjoy learning about how to create, and then also with something that is currently in demand, and and can, you can guarantee is going to fly off the shelves in your Etsy shop, and that people are currently searching for. So, um, you know, there are different types within the broader category of like digital products or print on demand. There are different types that you know, are for different people. So some people sell, would sell like maybe a business thank you card or they make digital business cards for people and sell that or business templates that business owners could use. That's one kind of more like specific niche that's really popular. But then there's also like printable wall art and home decor that you could do as well as a digital print. So there's so many different types of things. I feel like you really have to narrow down specifically what you're interested in as well as what you think would sell really well through your research.
0: Yeah, that's some great advice. And uh, man, I swear I had a great question for you while you were talking. And now my mind is kind of like blanking. So <laughs> okay. me and Kate are both getting over colds right now as we yeah. record, but I'm sure it'll come Turn back around. to me. Yeah, Um no was I gonna say? Oh no, I was gonna say, I really enjoyed your video. Like, I don't know if it's weekly or bi-weekly, but uh, you're like kind of, Etsy trend reports where you're you're like, oh, you should do some research. Like, or or just yeah. go subscribe to Kate's channel and let her do yeah. it for you. you yeah. Know.
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do try to come out with those um every now and then. You know, Etsy actually has what they call the Marketplace Insights Reports, which comes out. Is it quarterly? Are you familiar with that, Ryan? I'm not sure if it's quarterly.
0: It's been a while since I've read Um, one of these.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, those are helpful. I think it's quarterly or it's seasonal that they come out with those. But if you can look at the Etsy Marketplace Insights Reports, that is a great place to start for Etsy basically tells you, like, for this upcoming season, these are the things that are trending in the different categories, um, home decor, clothing, whatever the category may be. Um, So that's a great place to start. You can also look at the Etsy Trending Now page. That'll tell you what are currently popular that are selling really well. And my go-to, like super easy way to research is to just go on Etsy and type in like a keyword phrase of something that you're thinking of and look at the results that come up on the first and second page of the search results. Because number one, those first few pages are the, the listings that are selling really well. And number two, you can look for that little yellow badge that says popular now or best seller. Certain listings have that little badge on them. And that's kind of like a clue saying like, hey, take special notice of me, I've been selling consistently. And then you can start to look for whether it be like specific color schemes or font styles or patterns, whatever elements you're seeing in those listings that are bestsellers, like repeating over and over again, you want to take inspiration from that because those are like trend elements that that are apparently very popular. That's why they're selling. And so it's not that you want to like specifically copy someone's product, you know, and just completely remake another person's product, but you want to take specific like inspiration from those trend elements and think, how could I create something similar with these elements that are trending, but put my own unique spin and twist on it to make something even better and, and come up with my own bestseller.
0: For sure. That approach to research will never get old. And sometimes, no. yeah, you that's just the basic,
1: it that's the basic way to do. It. I mean, yeah, you can get really complicated and there's paid programs that you can do keyword research and things on too, but if you don't have the budget, a lot of people don't have the budget to start out with. And they're like, but how can I do this for free on Etsy, like plain and simple? And that is the best way to do it for sure.
0: Yeah, that's some great advice. So uh, we do a lot of print on demand on my channel. And I was curious, the first thing that pops in my mind is like just asking other sellers, like what is your kind of go-to <laughs> production partner? Do you use multiple? Does it vary by product? And what are some of your favorite like product types Right before we uh, started recording, I was actually prepping a different video that I'm going to release next week. And I was looking at um, Printful's like new products page, just seeing what they've added recently. And there's some cool stuff. So do you have any like out-of-the-box yeah. recommendations?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, I think there's a lot of good options out there. And if you're looking into getting into print on demand, you really need to research for yourself. But just off the top of my head, I think print, obviously Printful and Printify are like the two giants in the industry. Everyone's heard of those, but um, I do love specific things about Printful. Um, Also, Awkward Styles is a great one. Um, I would say those are probably the top two that I have looked into the most and really like certain things about each of them. Um, I love, you know, when you're doing research on what print-on-demand provider would be best for you. One thing that I always look for is a mock-up generator. So you want something where you can actually like go on there and see what your designs would look like on, on mock-ups, which are basically, if you don't know what that is, and just for like pure beginners, you know, if you don't know what a mock-up is, it's basically just a an image of the t-shirt or the hoodie or whatever it is that you're wanting to put your design on and you can see what the mock-up would look like with your specific design on it. So a lot of these print-on-demand providers will have a mock-up generator that you can throw your design on and see for the different products what it would look like. And I think on Printfuls, you can actually even create designs on the mock-up generator itself. But as far as types of products, I mean, you know, the t-shirt is like always going to be the best seller. There's different brands of t-shirts. I love Bella Canvas this is probably my favorite, um, but I love seeing all the new, different, like unique, you know, more and more of these print on demand providers are coming out with options for like really unique things. So you can do like, you can print your design all over leggings or different types of hats, you know, I've seen like sun hats and different like tote bags and mugs and even candles and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like how many things are being added to the, the options for what you can do with print on demand.
0: For sure. Yeah. The video I'm, I'm working on is like, I'm working with a, kind of a design agency, so I can – they said not to call them an agency, but either way. Uh, basically, they have professional designers, so I can yeah. kind of just tell them the idea. They bring it to life. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, great. let me get some out there products and some really good designers and see if we can make magic happen, you know? And I th- I just am kind of the middle point, making the money off selling them, hopefully. So Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great
1: way to do it, for sure.
0: I wanted to ask you, so – Like, I'm not a great designer. You know, I've like been in Photoshop for, you know, probably like 20 years at this point, just kind of like making memes and messing around. But it's it's not to the point where I would call myself a designer. Like, what is your approach or general approach or advice, at least for people that are listening that aren't the best designers? Because my main rule that I, I don't like to get things too complicated on my channel. I like to just say your designs have to be at least good enough, you know, which is subjective. But if it's like, if they're not good, it's going to be so hard to make a sale, right?
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to design, there's a few really important things. Number one is what we hit on earlier with doing trend research that I talk about it all the time just because it is so important. I think sometimes when you're a really like creative person by nature, you have a specific style and you have what appeals to you and what you like. And so it can be easy to just like go on a platform and create products that you like because you think they're awesome, you know, but then they don't appeal to anyone else because that specific style is not trending. So I think it's really important before you ever even like touch a design software to have in mind what you've researched as far as, What kind of like fonts are you wanting to use? What sort of color schemes are you wanting to use? Do you want it to be like bright, like super bright neon colors? Or do you want it to be like muted, like boho, earthy tones? It's really important to do some research and see what is selling in terms of designs that you're seeing from those bestsellers. So you can have an idea of that. But then as far as like, if you're a beginner designer, don't feel the need to go and spend a ton of money on like paid programs and learn these like super complicated Programs. I think that's something you can do if you're if you really want to if you're interested in really digging in and learning design right and graphic design. But um, I remember when I first I actually uh, several years back when I first started trying some design things with mugs. That was what I was trying. I was doing sublimation at the time, so it it wasn't print on demand. I was trying to make my own mugs, and I, I really had no clue anything about design. And I was like, well, I know I have to somehow like get a design on this mug but I don't know how do I create my own design do I buy the design and I had no clue and honestly I didn't even know there were like websites and resources that you could go to and buy like graphic elements to like piece together into my own design like you can go and buy fonts you can go and buy like if you want a watercolor little splotch or something or you want like a um you know a coffee cup or some whatever you want like you're envisioning for your design you don't have to learn how to go on this super complicated um software and design that yourself you can actually just go purchase those elements from places you know there's places online there's so many different websites that you can purchase things like that on even etsy you know you can purchase things like that there on etsy go um and piece those things together even in a free software like Canva you know something it can be an e- as easy as that and piece it together to create your own design but the key is making sure that your design is some it's incorporating those elements that are known to be in demand and trending now,
0: that's some great advice too and it's very similar to what i recommend to beginners i often just say look if your designs aren't good enough or you don't have a budget to maybe you know use pre-made graphics like a great place to start is to go to either Canva or there's a website called Photopia. I never know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's like photopea.com. Hmm. They basically cloned Photoshop and made it so that it works in a web browser and you can use okay. it completely free. So you can just yeah. go in there and yeah. make a text-only design and just yeah. literally like text-only, yeah. put it on a t-shirt, start there. Keep it simple. Text get a little only. bit more. Yeah. yeah yep. So.
1: I love that text only is like selling so well right now because it makes it easy, you know? And and not that you want to like only ever do that just because it's easy. But I mean, there's a lot of t-shirts and that are just so simple. And I look at the bestsellers and I'm like, that is a bestseller? Like, it's crazy how simple they are Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know? So it doesn't have to be super complicated.
0: For sure, for sure. And uh, I wanted to ask you next, well, actually I had two questions, but I'm gonna ask you first, uh, have you ever thought like, are there more, is, is Etsy more subject to like ebbs and flows in terms of sales? Cause my, uh, I launched a new shop, like probably in the middle of this year and I'm splitting it with my girlfriend and we're kind of having fun with it, but we're also pretty focused on getting, uh, prepared for the fourth quarter. And we've seen our sales kind of pick up, slow down, pick up, slow down. Yeah. And I was going to piggyback in the next question I'm going to ask you is going to be related to like an ads strategy, maybe when, you know, the sales are slow, but
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's something I always try to encourage people with that, you know, get discouraged. They've been on Etsy and and it seems like a common theme. And I've seen this. I've been on Etsy now for over seven years. I've seen that every year it's up and down. And as soon as like you can have one month, that's just like amazing. And you know, your products are you're getting tons of sales every day. And then a couple months later, it's like crickets. And you're like, what? what happened? I didn't do anything differently. And I've learned over the years to not let that, you know, get to me personally. It's just the way it seems to be on Etsy for different and, you know, different types of products and different niches will have busy seasons and slower seasons. And so I do think it depends on what you're selling specifically. But for me, like I know certain months are always going to be more busy and certain months are going to be very much slower, if not like I'm having to like you mentioned the ads, I'm having to do extra things to really push marketing and advertising to really try to pick it up and gain some momentum again. And but it's not a bad thing. It's just I think that's kind of natural and to be expected on Etsy. So I think, you know, going into your ads question too, like using Etsy ads, which are native to the Etsy platform. That's I love Etsy ads, because people are already on Etsy shopping and browsing. And so when you put some budget behind using paid Etsy ads, you're basically just paying to be seen more on Etsy. So i do think that you know what i recommend for beginners especially if you're just starting out on etsy you don't want to just like throw a ton of money into etsy ads because you kind of need to test it with certain products and see how it works um, i've had certain products i've used with etsy ads uh, different types of products some of them they worked for better and some have not so i do think it's worth testing a little bit with a smaller budget at first but definitely during the slower times you know like that's what i tend to do is i don't really use them much during the times i know are already naturally busy for me. Um, But during the slower times, I will put a little bit of budget behind using Etsy ads and test out different products and see how they work.
0: Yeah. My whole thing is like, I'll be excited about turning them all on and then I get mad. I'm like, it's not working. I turn them all off and I'm like, I'm not supposed to do that though. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you kind of have to do what works for you and everybody has a different budget as well. So, you know, like when I was first starting, I didn't have much of a budget for that at all. I think I started trying like one or $2 a day and just trying it on. I didn't put it on for all of my listings. I only chose like you know, the top maybe four or five of my listings that I felt like had the most bestseller potential. And so I would recommend that, like, don't feel like you have to just put ads behind all of your listings, like pick the very best ones that you feel like have the most potential to become best sellers and put your money behind that and see, see how it works for you.
0: Yeah. I like that. And I always preach, um, trying to sell on multiple platforms, like not to get ahead of, you know, if anybody's just starting, you know, don't worry about doing two or three things at once, you know, start with Etsy, but i right. have like a massive presence on amazon so i know what like my best sellers have been there and when i push things to etsy it's like okay i know this is working so i'm going to put the ads on i'll i mean i always trick out the listings anyways cuz like i don't want my statistics to get messed up because i'm like oh i didn't you know make that listing good enough or something so i, I pretty much mm-hmm. always do that and i was actually showing you the software before we started uh, my designs which makes it pretty easy to like optimized listings, but yeah. So I always like at a minimum because I have so many products on Amazon, like I'll, if I know it's a winner, I just, yeah, throw some revenue in there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's great. It's it's a great thing that like once you've started and you've kind of gotten over that, I feel like people can get overwhelmed, you know, if they're just starting, they feel like, oh, I got to like put all these listings up and I have to get ads going. And like, don't feel like you have to do that from the very beginning. I think it's something that you can build towards, you know, and then add that in as you get some, once you start making some sales, you can put some of your revenue back into that, investing back into that to try it out. Um, but, you know, Etsy ads don't work for everybody. I've heard some people say that they've tried it over like a long period of time and it just hasn't seem to work. So I do think there's something to like testing out different products. I've had some that have worked better with it and some that haven't. So I'm still, you know, I'm still a little bit undecided on that. I'm still figuring out like testing what how it really works. I I believe
0: in them. I just think you have to be like active in turning off the products where it doesn't work. Because if you look at the search terms they're spending your money on, like certain products will eat too much of your budget on dumb keywords. And it's like Etsy's ad platform it's like don't get me started on it because i remember when you could actually control your bids and i was like oh this is cool then it's like oh overnight they switched it they didn't email us so all of a sudden my budget (laughs) was just getting spent in in full and i was like whoa all this money is just disappearing because i didn't check like daily like i should Right. They got me for a couple, they probably got me for like 500 bucks before I realized it. Oh no.
1: Oh, that's frustrating. I do remember when it changed, but I don't think I was really putting that much into it at that time. So it didn't make a huge difference for me. But I do remember when they started offsite ads, which that was a big thing that you couldn't, you know, if you were beyond a certain threshold, you can opt out of that. So people have different opinions on ads.
0: (laughs) Etsy's yeah it's just like the the way that they kind of were they didn't seem like they had a plan initially they were just like we'll do it this way and then they're like all right we'll roll it back we'll change it like
1: yeah (laughs) it's always like that you know it's you got to be flexible and just kind of roll with the punches I do think you know some people are like I'm leaving Etsy there's too many like too many changes they just do whatever they want but I still think that it's a great platform you know if you can be flexible enough to work with I mean Of course, any platform you're on, you're going to have to pay fees. You're going to have to, there's going to be things with any platform. So I I still think, at least for me personally, it's still worth it to to try it. If you haven't tried it yet, again, it may not work for everyone, but I think it's a great place to start for beginners for sure.
0: For sure. And subscribing to your channel is a great place to start. And I'll also plug last week on Monday, I dropped uh, like a two and a half hour Etsy video.
1: Nice. And I just, I said, I
0: want this to hit a million views. Like, please, if you're up there, God, like yeah. <laughs> do whatever you can to make the algorithm promote this.
1: Wow. That's a long video.
0: <laughs> I tried, you know, but it's also, it's like, it's great for beginners, but it also skips around a lot to like more intermediate concepts. So okay. um, it's a, it's awesome. a good one though. I've had people already say they've watched it three times. So I'm Wonderful. hoping that that video is going to, cause it, that was my like previous most successful video on my channel. So I just kind of remade it, but put Five times as much effort in, so awesome. um, wow. that's one that I'll link in the description right below uh, Kate's channel. But Kate, uh, we're heading into the fourth quarter, so this is my last question. Yes, we're heading into the fourth quarter. Okay, give some advice to anybody watching that is uh, maybe <laughs> this is their first first fourth quarter or something. Like, can you can you help them along the way?
1: Yeah, for sure. Fourth quarter is so exciting every year. It's like, oh, what's gonna happen? I feel like it's different every year too. So it is. You know, I think that the more preparation you can have ahead of time. Um I, I guess that would be my biggest piece of advice would just be prepare as much as you can ahead of time because it can it can kind of sneak up on you. And then, um, you know, I had one year. It wasn't my first year. It was a few years in, but it was a few years in. And I I was kind of expecting similar to the what the year before was, but something out of nowhere just blew up. Like one of my listings just blew up and became a bestseller. And it really was like it was an amazing problem to have, but it kind of was an issue because I didn't have anyone helping me. It was just me fulfilling the orders. And at that time it was, it was like a physical product that I was having to fulfill ship, like physically do everything for store all the inventory for. I was having to order just like hundreds upon hundreds of, you know, units of what I needed. And I didn't have anywhere to store any of the products. And it was just like it was chaos. So I do think that, I don't think that that happens for everyone. I'm not saying that will happen for you at, at, you know, this fourth quarter, but I do think that you should know it's, a, it could happen. And I think that preparation is so key and just knowing if, if something were to, it, to really explode and take off if one of your listings. Now I do think it's a little bit different, probably with digital and print on demand because you're not having to physically keep up with inventory and things like that. Um, but any kind of preparation you can have going into it, um, to kind of know it, what am I going to do? Like, Like, plan A, plan B, plan C and have everything laid out ahead of time will really save you. And even you may even be thinking like, oh, I can just I just started this shop. I can do this myself. But you may even eventually need to bring on team members to help or even if it's just like family and friends to gather around and like help you fill orders or whatever it may be like have in mind some of those things. But um, but yeah, fourth quarter is so exciting. And just to finish strong, you know, and and don't get discouraged. It may take years. It took me years to get to the point where I was getting consistent sales on Etsy. So I think even if it's slow, don't get discouraged. Do whatever you can to really hit it hard with your marketing on ex- external platforms, right? So social media, building your email list, collaborating with other sellers or with influencers, like reaching out to people and really being proactive with your marketing will go a long way too.
0: No, that's some really great advice too. And I love like the long time horizon, like perspective and, you know, like all of a sudden, I don't know, 2020 and beyond is like every business venture had to be successful immediately, right? Or, yeah, you know, yeah, had to give right?
1: up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. it's It's been crazy. And I think it's, you know, we don't really know what's in the future. So I think there's something to be said for really remaining flexible and being willing to pivot. If something's not working, pivot to a different direction, figure out what is working and go with that.
0: Absolutely. And Etsy's growing as a marketplace. We know that. So that to me, oh, means yeah. it, it as totally a function is. of customers, really, like when I say it's growing to me, that means there may be more <laughs> sellers, but there's, there's a lot of customers and there's a website called SimilarWeb mm-hmm. where you can kind of track like Etsy's uh, growth, you know, and um, you can, they're traded on the, the S&P 500, uh, which I mean, not necessarily a great indicator, but still something cool, right? Like they're a legit company. They're doing over a billion dollars in revenue. I don't remember what their real revenue is, but they're, they're growing. So I'm excited to be, you know, back on Etsy. Uh, I'm excited that, you know, you're sharing such great content on your channel and that you had time to join me for a video today. Uh, Kate, anything you want to leave everybody with?
1: Well, just I I just always like to encourage people when they're first starting, don't feel discouraged. It can be really overwhelming. But if you pick one thing at a time to focus on, I think that's probably how all of us started. It takes a while to build, but it will get there. If you focus on one thing at a time and really be diligent to do the groundwork of building your business, at a certain point, you will start to see some momentum and that's when things can really take off. So just want to encourage you, if you're watching this, if you feel overwhelmed or intimidated, don't. Don't feel like you have to do everything overnight or everything at once. Just pick the maybe one or two next best things to focus on and you'll get there for sure.
0: That's great advice. I couldn't have said it better myself. Kate, thanks for being here.
1: You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me.